0: Fight back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. Well, after safety, the other immediate concern that winter brings is those whopping hydro bills, and it is especially a problem for people on fixed incomes. And I know that this is a huge issue for our audience, and a lot of you have a lot to say about it, so the numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 740 and we want to hear from you. Now, CARP has launched a campaign called HEAT, or eat. It's designed to put pressure on the uh, Ontario government to bring down those hydro rates. And yes, the name of the campaign says it all, heat or eat. And it is because a lot of people have to make that decision whether they're going to heat their homes or put food on the table or fill a prescription. Shouldn't be happening. CARP? polled its members and found that 36% are unable to keep up with rising electricity bills. So again, we want to hear from you right now, though. I'm here with Wanda Morris, Vice President of Advocacy and COO of CARP. Wanda, welcome. Thanks for joining us.
2: Libby, always a pleasure to be here.
1: Okay, so what did you find in the CARP poll?
2: Uh, well, surprisingly, because uh, our members tend to skew a little bit better educated, a little bit better off than the typical uh, older Canadian, that many of them are actually struggling with, uh, with their hydro costs. I mean, what we know is that those costs have doubled in the last 10 years, and hydro costs here in Ontario are some of the highest, I think possibly the highest, in Canada and the continental U.S. Wow. It, it is a concern. And for people, you know, many of our, our members are, are living on fixed incomes or they have uh, investments. And it's, as you know, hard to get much of a safe return on investments. So out of control costs like this make it very difficult for them to make ends meet. Uh huh. And what do your members want done about this? Well, our members would like those rates rolled back. We were very pleased to have Catherine Wynne acknowledge that she had made a mistake, uh, which sounded like the prelude to to fixing it, but nothing's Mm -hmm. happened. Uh, That's why we've launched the Heat Eat campaign. We're encouraging everyone that hears this to go to our website, carp.ca, and sign the petition, carp.ca slash hydro, carp.ca slash hydro. Well, it's
1: very interesting. I mean, as you said, it was uh, a few weeks ago and Kathleen Wynne appeared at a Liberal meeting, and she kind of did this mea culpa. Not surprisingly, it came after a poll that showed her approval rating was rock bottom, I think 15%. Doesn't get much lower than that. And uh, our listeners uh, gave me an earful of what they thought of Kathleen Wynne giving that mea culpa, saying, I made a mistake because I wanted to know, is that going to be enough for them? To give her another chance, so I I still am asking that question and leaving it open. Uh, are you willing to give Kathleen Wynn another chance? And uh, I know there's going to be a small break of of uh, HST on the hydro rates come January, but it still isn't very much. So uh, let's just give the numbers out again: four one six three six zero zero seven forty toll free 744 seven forty four seven forty and we are talking about those hydro rates the winter has just hit, which means that we need the hydro now more than ever uh, what do you think and a campaign again called heat or eat and
2: a great name for the campaign because it says it all Wanda. Um, yeah, it uh, it sure does. And, you know, Libby, one of the things I, I think is, is such an indictment of our society is that 25% of single women seniors live in poverty. I mean, we've made some great strides. At CARP, we, you know, we're really pleased that we held the government's feet to the fire and got a $1,000 increase in the, the guaranteed income supplement to our lowest paid Canadians, but they are still below the poverty rate. And frankly, that's unacceptable. We need to do better.
1: Okay. Okay, and um, again, so back to the hydro. What do you find that people are choosing the most? Do they do they choose to pay those hydro bills? I know that they can't shut off your hydro in the winter. Do they choose to pay the hydro bills? Do they buy food? What about their prescriptions? You know, uh, on the other side, I talk to pharmacists and and people who measure this and. There are a lot of prescriptions that people really need that go unfilled.
2: You are exactly right, and and we've heard that too. Uh, people, even though uh, our politicians would say there's a fairly small copay, the reality is that individuals do choose to to give up their medications, and you know people don't necessarily s- choose to stop eating, but they stop eating healthy food. They stop being able to buy fresh produce and other things, and instead they're they're eating you know craft dinner and ramen noodles, uh, and both of these things together, the lack of prescription medication and the lack of a healthy diet can result in, you know, significant illness and cost to the healthcare system. So we have, you know, a, perhaps the government saving a little bit of money in one area, but uh, incurring significant costs in the other.
1: Okay. Uh, let's go to the phones we've got. Uh, is it Jane or Doe in Blue Water? Hi, Jane. Jane, hello.
3: All are a familiar one. <laughs> but I'm not friendly with Hydro. <laughs> uh, I've had my experiences with Hydro, and some of them are not pleasant. Um, I am an educated person, and I do have a reduced pension. Um, I've had experiences where they want their payment before the pension comes in, and I have had arguments, gone to ombudsman in order to get... Um, Fair consideration about extending long enough till your pension comes in to pay the bill. It's it's a difficult role to hold, and uh, I found that I've had to fight and fight and fight, not because of poor budgeting, because there wasn't enough. Basically, Jane- and to wait for an extra week or an extra five days for the pension to come in was certainly not uh, a hardship, I- and. For them, but it, it definitely is for a senior. Jane, I don't know if there's anything that can be done about even, you know, exceptions and extending those rates for seniors to wait till their, their funds come in. Jane, do they charge you a, a late fee? Is, is that the issue? What happens if you're a little bit late? They can turn it off and have. With a pending ice storm, they've turned it off for one week. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. cuz it
1: it I guess it depends on the I think it's isn't it between November and
3: and March that they're that they can't turn it off? No, they do. Uh this was the 24th of of December one year. I had it turned off until the 31st when my pensions came in. Wow. Yep, yeah. it's it's uh and I've argued and I've been to ombudsman and I've had assistance once I go to ombudsman, but until that point um, there's nothing anybody can do. There's no supervisor that can overrule. There's no. I mean, it's been a real um, battle royal. Uh,
1: I would think that that's the least. I mean, uh, Wanda, you're asking C A R P to ask the government to roll back the rates for Zoomers who can't afford it, but you know, to to extend the payment period by a week. That that doesn't seem like such a big deal.
2: You know, that's, uh, I, I think we, we may have a, a just a bureaucracy here that's unable to respond to needs of individuals. And, you know, certainly I'm, I'm not saying anybody should get a free ride if they can't afford their hydro. They should certainly be required to pay it. But uh, can we really be in a situation where we leave people freezing in the cold? And of course, Libby, the other thing we didn't even talk about is how the, the rate schedule really penalizes older Canadians. Uh, the idea is time of use uh, electricity rates uh, so that uh, people are incented to use electricity in the evenings uh, and uh, off-peak rather than during the day. But who's home during the day but uh, older Canadians? And for them to have to pay a premium to, to heat their homes or else you know spend their days at the local mall is, again, another really uh, unfair situation.
1: Absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I, I gather that they may be getting rid of that.
2: Well, I will be interested to see, at, at least in the case of, of seniors and others who, uh, who are retired or spending their days at home, I would certainly welcome that change.
1: Uh-huh. Is that something that
2: CARP is asking for? What we've been doing is uh, increasing the pressure on the government to, to make changes. We're, we're pretty open to, to how that happens. But the, this, the silly thing is, Libby, that the, the government... Uh, entered into some contracts for energy and paid some high cancellation rates. That's really driven up the cost for uh, Ontario Hydro. But fair enough. But those costs shouldn't all be borne by Ontario Hydro and thus passed on to consumers. If the the government uh, made the decision to to cancel the contracts, then it should be um, paying for those contract fees out of general revenues and Hydro should be able to have a, a more sustainable budget.
1: Okay, uh, Jane, is that an issue for you as well? The fact that the rates are higher during the day?
3: Has been when I'm working part time, even though I'm retired i work I have to work part- time uh, because an early retirement doesn't bring in the amount that a, a full retirement does. but um, I find that the rates have have been ridiculous for people with electric heat, and there are many. And for people that are on oxygen tanks and th- such as that, um, seniors, and that's not me, but I certainly think about the seniors in my organization that um, are struggling with issues far greater than the ones that I have and wonder how they possibly manage because uh, there, I don't know if there are special considerations made for them. I know that the hydro has a, um, a program for people that have low income But their consideration of low-income and mine is quite different. Okay. (laughs) It has to be extremely low in order to qualify for these support programs.
1: Okay. Jane, uh, thanks for your call. Uh, We're going to take another call now, but please go to carp.ca and sign that petition.
3: Thank you so much for having this on. I think it's an important conversation. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. Okay, Nick in Oakville.
1: Hi there. Hi, how are you?
4: Heat or eat, yet we have 23 vice presidents at hydro that don't have a title. (laughs) At, At one point, we paid the lowest hydro rates in North America. And through mismanagement and buffoonery, we now pay the highest. And the reason I think it's more, the biggest reason is because of the nuke plants. Because the new plants cost so much money to refurbish. Right. They're always behind schedule. They go way over. Like, they, they, you know, many, I heard an estimate. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that 20,000 people work at Darlington or Pickering, one of the two. 20,000 people. Like, if that isn't the case for getting into renewables and, you know, and getting off of this. The other thing is they should be making buildings generate their own hydro. And forget the grid altogether. That way we're not dependent on these guys. If we generated our own power and our buildings were efficient enough, we wouldn't need the grid. We wouldn't need these people. And we wouldn't be held hostage by them.
1: Well, I guess that that's one solution and a lot of people are annoyed that uh, the government really has paid too much for some of these alternative energy contracts, well, and that you
4: know, has that's just ridiculous what the rates they're paying and the, and the contracts that they're signing it's I don't know what they're thinking when they go into this on our behalf. I don't know like it's really it boggles your mind some of the deals these guys come up with. but uh, if anything, what they should be doing? If you're okay if you're gonna sell hydro, fine, sell it. But don't give it back to, to your, wherever it's going to disappear again. Give it to people directly so they can get away. They can make their own power. If you're going to give away, then give the money to people directly and businesses directly to get off the grid. Okay. Altogether.
1: Nick in Oakville, thanks so much for that. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Well, so here is the situation. Uh The energy minister said that the government has proposed legislation that would ban any utility from cutting customers off during the winter. Right now, Hydro One has a policy of not doing that during the cold months, but it has decided to use, and I quote, greater latitude and discretion with people whose accounts haven't been paid for six months or so. So the bottom line is that now it's up to the utility. They do what they want, though they do – Hydro One has a policy of not cutting you off. Uh, The government wants – says it has the intention of introducing legislation. and, And Wanda,
2: are you advocating for that as well? absolutely I mean for people that are on uh, on lower incomes I, th- I think we, we need to be cognizant of their situations we do have um, the the leak program which offers a kind of a $500 rebate for people in emergency situations but we just have to uh, have to look beyond that to people living on such tight incomes and and of course the reality is is who gets most hit by the increases in, in electricity it's you know tends to be the poorest seniors because those are the ones living in um, places uh heated by electric heat uh, you know more grander homes tend to be electrically heated, so it's really in, in some ways an attack on our on our poorest and, and we need to stop
1: that and it, it's it's also true that as you get older you get colder
2: <laughs> you know? yeah
1: and uh, and that's a factor too so you might need to turn it up a bit more. Let's hear from uh, Sharon near London Hi Sharon.
5: Hello. Uh, We live out in the country, and uh, you were talking about time of of use. And I don't have the option of just going to a mall during the day. We have to have lights on and heat on and so forth during the day because wherever you go, you have to drive. And, of course, gas is pretty expensive, too, so you only go away to get your groceries and so forth. And uh, so time of use is very important for us because most of our um, electricity is, is during the day. And it's um, hard to have to always do your laundry on the weekend and at night because you get tired by the evening, as you, you know, as a retired person. Yeah. And the other thing is the delivery charge. The delivery charge is way more than the amount of electricity that we use. Our bill is about $350 a month, and uh, way more than half of it is delivery charge, which I think is ridiculous. A
1: lot of people are really annoyed by that delivery charge, got to tell you.
5: Yes. Yeah. And uh, so in order to pay the bills and so forth, because uh, neither my husband or I had a job where we have a pension plan, so the money that we have saved up to try to do things when we retire uh, is going for things like paying the electricity bill. And that's not really fair either.
2: That's a shame. Yes. Yeah. It really is. And we're certainly hearing from particularly our rural members that they are being hit uh, among the hardest by these increases. Oh,
5: yes. The delivery charge is ridiculous. And as I say, the time of use is crazy. And even when we were away camping for a month in the fall, we came back and our hydro bill was the same as before. So I don't know how they're reading the meters. And it doesn't seem to make any difference whether you're home or whether you're not, because we turned everything off, even the hot water heater and everything. and. So I don't know how they read these meters and how they charge, but
1: mm-hmm. it seems do you, are you strange. on equal billing?
5: No, no, we're not. <laughs> we pay by the month. So. Uh, okay. Well, that doesn't make sense to us here. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to us either. So, we're afraid to complain because uh, we're afraid of getting picked on if we complain. And that's
1: what do you mean, picked on?
5: Well, if we go and complain, they're liable to look into your bill and say, "Oh, we're not charging you enough." We're afraid to, to say anything, you know. So
1: well wow, it's it's come to that where where people just do not trust um to be dealt with in anything remotely as being fair and i i think that right. says a lot yes
2: yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and and Libby, I'd like to pick up on what one of your earlier callers said about uh, there being a, a significant number of vice presidents at uh, you know at Ontario Hydro, and certainly if we look at the uh, the compensation which is publicly available compared to you know say BC Hydro, mean who needs to be paid close to a million dollars in salary, let alone pension and other benefits? I think uh, you know somebody in that position is. A public servant, and they should be putting the public's interest uh, forward, and uh, our government should stop signing those lucrative compensation contracts. Well,
1: you know, and the argument always is this is what we have to pay to get them from the private sector, but it, it doesn't seem like they're
5: doing a very good. I don't know that job. we have, to have that many of them, and yeah. when you get your pension and your increase is a couple of dollars, it yeah. seems pretty ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Sharon, I hope that you'll go to carps.ca and sign that petition.
5: Now that I know about it, I will. Thank you. Awesome.
1: Okay, let's go to Don in Union. Hello, Don.
6: Hi, Libby. How are you today? Fine. How are you? Fine. Libby, I have a story that's about eight years old about an employee who worked at Hydro. He was making $800 a day.
1: That would have been a consultant.
6: $200 to the gentleman that got him the job. This job was supposed to last him about three months. He turned it into three years at a thousand dollars a day, minus two hundred for the guy that got him the job. Now, this is the kind of money that Ontario Hydro throws around. He was unemployed. he was past president of a company, but just the same thousand dollars a day
1: that's that's that sounds like a consulting job with a very um he wasn't uh,
6: a consultant he was just a warehouse worker what he was a warehouse worker any of his skills that he had received uh through working were never used he was a warehouse worker
1: well i i think you know the the Auditor General, uh, she didn't delve into hydro this time, but has in the past. And, and um, you know, uh, we haven't checked what you've said, but, it, you know, I, I don't think anybody would find anything hard to believe at this point.
6: Well, I think I mean, that they should take a look at hydro and say, listen, boys, we need one president, we need one vice president, and the rest of you can
1: can get a huge uh, golden parachute.
6: <laughs> well, not necessarily a huge golden parachute, but just the same, I think they should thin the herd.
1: Well, you know, I think a lot of people would agree with you there.
6: Just a story for
1: you. Okay. Thank bye. you so Thank much you. for that. Bye bye. Okay. Uh, that is all the time that we have for this section. You know, we're going to be talking about hydro a lot more, uh, Wanda. Just before we go, tell us what you're hoping for this campaign. Uh,
2: thanks, Libby. Well, we what we know is that uh, you know politicians listen to. To uh, voters, and we know that our members vote. So uh, if this is important to you, then please speak up. You uh, can go to our website, carp.ca slash hydro, sign the petition, and also by all means, uh, send an email to your MPP, let them know that this issue is important to you. And uh, as long as we keep raising our voice, then I, I believe that we will get action, and we certainly are intent on doing so.
0: Okay,
1: Wanda Morris, thank you so much.